Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 Let's go! It's official. Scotland have qualified for Euro 24 in Germany with two games to spare. Can you believe it? And Rangers 19th manager officially started work this morning. Philippe Clement, three times Belgian title winner, is chosen to revive the fortunes of the Glasgow Giants. Well, you can call in now, 0808 17 17 700, whether you're on the way to Deutschland for Euro 2024 or you'll be heading to Ibrooks this weekend for the Rangers game and welcome Philip Clamong. I think we'll start though, Barry Ferguson's here and Mark Guidi. Mark, first of all, we're through. Finally, it has happened. The result went our way yesterday for Spain against Norway and we're off to Germany. Yeah, brilliant. Congratulations, uh, Paul, to Steve Clark, uh, Andy Robertson and all the squad. It's been a brilliant uh, campaign. Five wins out of five. Got ourselves that little bit of wiggle room um, which came uh, to our good fortune uh, yesterday. But even if it didn't happen yesterday, I think we would have beaten George anyway. But we're going back-to-back Euros, Paul. Germany, as I've said, it's a fabulous country to have it. And I can see Scotland doing really well. I think we'll get out of the groups as well, Paul. I think we'll get to the to the knockout stages for the first time. Barry, you captained Scotland on many occasions. How you'd have loved to have taken us to a tournament. These are special times for Scotland fans. Yeah, fantastic achievement, Paul. With two games to go as well. Remember, you, you look at the group and the group came out. Spain and Norway were, in my eyes, and a lot of people's eyes, favourites to go through. But I had a lot of belief in this Scotland squad. And, and listen... I've thoroughly deserved to, to, to go through with two games remaining. And I, I agree with Mark. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. I think if we get um, a good draw, we should be looking at getting out of the group stage. Um, so can't wait to next summer. And I'll say what Mark said as well. Congratulations to Stevie Clark and, and the team because over the, the period of time that he's been in charge, They've been absolute fantastic. I think it's a great point. He's an unsung hero, isn't he, Stevie Clark? Yeah, he's brilliant, Paul. You know, we're very lucky to, to have him. And the one thing I'll say about Steve Clark is he will have learned lessons from Euro 2020 slash 21, where we didn't qualify, we didn't win a game, um, and all we got was a, was a point at, at Wembley. But Steve will have learned that from that, and his staff and, and some of the players, and we will put that to good use. And remember, 24 nations. Um, Biggest and chance, six, yeah, sorry, biggest and, and, chance and, ever, isn't it? Yeah, in 16. Go through only only eight get sent home, yeah. so it's just as hard to get knocked out as, as to stay in it. So um I, I'm really looking forward to the draw, as I say, for the Tartan Army, for the Scotland squad, a fantastic country uh, to, to be hosting it, and everybody will have a ball. 0808 17 17 700. Speak to Barry, former Scotland captain, former Rangers captain, of course, with great distinction. And Mark Guidi. Barry, you called it right. You said 10 days ago Rangers will appoint a new manager in time for the campaign starting again. What do you feel then, the Belgian Philippe Clement? Yeah, obviously, I, I've done my homework and looked up what he's achieved um, since he became a manager. As you've mentioned at the start of the show, Paul, he won a championship yep. with Genk, two with Bruges, obviously moved on to Monaco finished in third place the second season didn't go according to plan but 
he's got the experience um, but again you just need to wait and see how he does because it's th- this group of players that have let's be honest have underperformed big time is he going to get a kick out of them so hopefully come Saturday we'll see that um, but you know, I think he knows he's got a big job in his hands but like any Rangers fan you, you, I'll be desperate uh, to see him do well and I think it was important that the, the club acted as quickly as they could they went through a, a thorough process I like the fact that they went to um, an ex-manager and player in, in Graham Souness they obviously done a bit of homework um, so they've decided on Philip Clement and now hopefully he can, he can start bringing a bit of success back to Rangers Three and a half year deal Mark that has been the case in recent years the problem for Rangers is too many managers in recent years and not enough success. Yeah, but Paul, there needs to be patience yeah. with this guy. You know, if they've gone through a thorough process, which they have, um, this is John Bennett and James Bisgrove's man. Michael Beale wasn't. So they've got to stand by their man. And there has to be, whether they like it or not, there has to be a realisation from the Rangers board and the Rangers supporters that they are behind Celtic and this can't be a quick fix. Unless Celtic going to an absolute state of collapse um, on the park and off the park, which doesn't seem likely. They need to give this guy a couple of windows to go and get it right. But what he does have in his favour, Paul, he's got a, he's got a League Cup semi-final um, next month and potentially a Cup final in December the 17th. If you can tick that box, you're off to an absolute flyer. And then after that, what Michael Beale's biggest downfall was, he couldn't beat Celtic. You've got to go and beat Celtic as quick as you can. And I think, you know, it may, it may a title race of it, but... Give this guy a chance. You can't keep changing your manager every 10, 11, 12 months. Can't be done. It will get you nowhere. And beyond that, the other structure, other important parts of football club need to be sorted as well because it's not just all about who the manager is. He needs a strong team behind him. Backroom staff, recruitment, director of football, whatever it's going to be, there needs to be a proper structure put in place. Stephen van der Hayden came with him yesterday, didn't he? He flew mm. in to Glasgow. Barry, if you were speaking to him today or tomorrow... What would you say? If you had one piece of advice to give to the new Rangers manager, what would it be? Start winning as quickly as possible. Um, it's pretty basic. He'll understand the demands um, that, that are put on him straight away. And the Rangers fans going to the game this Saturday at Ibrox will be demanding that he gets three points. Um, it'll be interesting to see the way players have looked into it a bit. His, his playing style's pretty similar to what Michael Beals were in terms of his fullbacks. That's where he gets his he's with from but he plays a really really high defensive line um, and that's something that I think in the past defensively Rangers have struggled at times have lost a lot of sloppy goals he was a centre half himself in his playing days so I would imagine that first and foremost they'll be they'll be hard to score against um, but listen the proof will be in the pudding Paul when, when the football kicks off and I think he he knows that he needs to go off to a, a pretty quick start, um, but he can't do anything in terms of bringing people in um, until January. And then I don't think he would have took the job, Paul. If I'm being honest with you, if he wasn't going to be able to bring in, whether it's loans or whether doing a, a bit of ducking and diving in the transfer market, I don't think he would have took the job because I think every manager likes to bring his own people um, in in terms of on the playing side. So. I'll be really interested to see how he, he kicks off his campaign in, in, in Saturday but look I'm sure every Rangers fan that goes to the game on Saturday will be right behind them because it's been a tough tough period for Rangers in terms of trophies there's not been enough, enough trophies eh, one Paul and that's one thing that Philip Clement will need to start doing quickly and as Mark pointed out he's got a brilliant opportunity 
He's got a semi-final next month at Hamden. They need to make sure they're in that final and they need to make sure December the 17th that trophy's coming back to Ibrox. 0808 17 17 700. You know the number to ring. Rangers fans calling in already to speak to Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. And uh, a sad occasion today, really sad, but brilliant to see some of the biggest names in football turn up in Glasgow this morning at St Andrew's Cathedral in Clyde Street for the funeral of Lady Cathy Ferguson, the wife of Sir Alex, who passed away a week ago. Obviously, Sir Alex and the family were there and they were surrounded by so many people from the community here, from Glasgow, from Manchester, people that come in from New York, Mark. Uh, a private service followed by a private cremation and then they went to a hotel locally and they stayed on David Beckham, Sir Kenny Dalglish, Gary Neville, Stevie Archibald. Uh, there's so many, a litany of names. Brendan Rogers uh, came to pay tribute uh, to Sir Alex and his wife who was by his side for all those years with all the success at Aberdeen. And then, as you remember, then he went to Man United and became maybe the greatest manager ever. But for Cathy today, lovely to see football turn up in huge numbers. Yeah, and, and, and it's no surprise, uh, Paul, you know, the, the, the fondness, you know, as you said, David Beckham coming in. Sir Ken Douglas, you know, Steve Bruce was there. I think he's first ever captain when they won the, sure. the league. Willie Miller and Alex McLeish, of course, the cornerstone of that great Aberdeen um, success. So, and, and, you know, just yeah, Lady Cathy Ferguson coming home to Glasgow, a govern um, lady herself, and uh, coming back up the road uh, to be laid uh, today. So obviously our thoughts uh, with Sir Alex and, and all of them, but uh, as you say, well, what a fantastic um, uh, turnout and um, yeah, really nice, under sad circumstances, but I'm sure Sir Alex, has, uh, had, you know, in the past sort of 10 days or so, has had a lot out of the, the support and um, good wishes that he's received. I'm sure they took uh, great comfort from that. The football family come together, don't they? John Gregg was always, there as well, the greatest ever Ranger. Well, yeah. Always, and you just, yeah. I mean, Martin yourself just rhymed off some of the biggest names, let's yeah. be honest, in football, so there was no surprise to, to see them come along for Sir Alex Ferguson. And actually, last night, uh, the new Rangers manager got a few minutes with Sir Alex. They happened to be in the same hotel and they got 10 minutes. So Alex took 10 minutes away from the family to meet Philip Clement and mm. talk to him about, he knows the enormity of, of that you know job. He played at Rangers as we all know. And then... Well, there's no better guy to speak yeah. to than Sir Alex Ferguson, um, one of the best managers that's ever been. Um, and that 10 minutes could be a, an, a very important 10 minutes. But that just sums up Alex Ferguson taking time out when obviously the funeral was happening today so that, that kind of sums up what, what type of man Sir Alex Ferguson is he's a, fo a football man yeah. just loves mm -hmm. football and by the way he wants to see everybody succeed you know and, and he'll feel that way about Philippe um, Clement and uh, that'll be an, an inspirational 10 minutes that Philippe Clement uh, had with it will do him absolutely no harm uh, whatsoever so they're heading home they went to rather going to Burnside then to the hotel for the reception afterwards and everyone went along there. So it was lovely that Glasgow yeah. and the football world turning out uh, for the funeral of Sir Cathy Ferguson and obviously the boys there, her boys, because it's a family grief as well. Yeah. But you're surrounded by people in the game who came out. Shall we take some calls now? The yep. Go Radio Football Show. Let's go to, well, he's a huge Rangers fan. Paul is on the line. Paul, good evening. Uh, evening, guys. Um, evening, Barry. Evening, Mark. Thanks How you doing, Paul? So, Paul. Yeah, good, thanks. Um, yeah. I, um, here we go again, another new manager. I'm hoping, hoping. I think we may have got it right this time. I'm glad that you know, they've had a football guy in, there, in the background with Graeme Soonis, um, a legend of the club as well. So, 
no, he talks Graham Simmons will know a lot of things and I think it's been good definitely good to have him on, on that board uh, I just wanted to get you a couple of opinions on this as well um, just looking at Rangers over the last few years I think we've played particularly under Gio and, and Michael Bale as well um, about playing a lot of football in their own, own backyard if you want to say that in their own, own box I don't have much possession but it's a hell of a lot Whereas you see other teams kind of just front foot down, let's go with it. I know Michael Bale would come out with the famous saying, no, I'm taking a handbrake off and I was excited by that. I thought yeah. well, a wee bit of change in football here, but it was just the rigorous, again, back and forth, back sure. and forth. It yeah. seemed to go through Connor Goldson, long ball up. And don't get me wrong, it's fair enough if we get them there, but I'm hoping there's a wee bit of a difference here. I'm hoping maybe two up front, I'm hoping a wee bit of a change. I just wanted to see, ask Barry's opinion. You know, what's the coaching behind that, Barry? Why, why do you have so much... Why have you got to have that so much possession in your own half? Honestly, when I'm in the stadium, the fans are going nuts when I'm at the pass-backs there. It drives you bonkers watching that. Barry, well, I watch a lot of football, Paul, and, and if you watch modern day football, it's all possession-based now. Everybody starts with a keeper in the six-yard yeah. box with the two centre-halves. Um, and it's just the way that, that, that football's um, going to go. And I'm, I'm like, Paul, I'm interested to see what brand of football that he's going to bring is it going to be hell for leather is it going to be get the ball up and play in the opposition half that's what I like to see um, I, I, I sometimes watch a lot of football and it's possession for the sake of possession now, it's good to watch in the eye but yeah. I, I want to see my teams play in the opposition half and create chances uh, and yeah. listen to his interview last night and watching Certainly, his his Bruges team and his Monaco team they very they were very attack minded. So hopefully, he's going to bring um, he's going to bring this this brand of football uh, to Rangers. But it depends on is the players going to work for him. He needs to get in. His first training session was today. I'm sure the next three or four days he'll be looking at them closely. And it'll also be interesting to see what's starting eleven. Um, he, he, he puts out because um, I know there's a few injuries coming back Todd Cantwell looks like he's going to be a, a, available um, so yeah I'm looking forward to it and I, I'm sure you're the same as me Paul and the same all, all yeah. Rangers supporters I think everybody will get behind them um, but listen one thing that matters is it's winning games of football Paul we need to start winning and quickly I'm sure, I'm sure he'll lean on Stephen Davis and Alec Ray this week if, if both of them are, are still around I don't think they'll be and then whatever he's you know he's sort of kind of permanent appointment will be to come in alongside himself and Van der Hayden but um, you know he'll need that kind of knowledge from Steve Davis and, and, and Alec it's a big task he can't go in a, in, in a, and he'll be going through videos and everything uh, but he can't go and assess 25 players in a couple of days so you, you'll need that local knowledge to help you you saw him um, in the plane yeah, watching your, old videos first, yeah, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be going through it all when the, these guys don't leave any stone unturned on Paul's point and Barry's point as well Paul it's a real bugbear in my mind that you know the the, the the shot by kicks all the time two set and a half inside your own six but here's a stat I'd love to see which I've never seen how many teams score a goal from starting off with a shot by kick your centre half inside the six yard box. How many times does that lead to a goal in the opposition half? Right? No many. How many goals do you concede by messing about? Mm-hmm. You'll be conceding a lot more than you'll be scoring, but you never get that stat. And I know it's a modern way and, and I get it and you want to keep the ball, but sometimes mix it up. Just sometimes. Go on, look at Man City now. Pet will go long. Every now and again, Ederson see, see, will Ederson just pick, pick out Haaland. Quite, yeah. quite a lot of you watch Man yeah. City do start like that yeah. at times, but I tell you what, they mix it up so much 
And then that obviously plays into the mind of the opposition. Are they going to start playing out for the back? Are they going to go long to Haaland? I think quite a lot of teams just do the same thing every single time. For the, the sake of it. it. Yeah. And, and well, they think Pep does it, but Pep varies it. Plus he's oh, he playing does. With, he, he plays yeah, long he's ball. Class players and it would, be it. Good, it would be a good start to have a look at mm. how many times Manchester City go long during the game. Sure. And I tell you what, I think it would be more than they do go short. Paul, I want to ask you and Barry and Mark. So I see Alec McLeish, your, your old gaffer. He said, "I was taught. I, I was uh, with him on Saturday. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, he, he obviously knows him because he came up uh, against him. Obviously, the guy uh, Alec McLeish was in Belgium. The gaffer, and um, he was like, ah, what, what, what do you think? Give him a wee cuddle.' I said, "Yeah, you've got to give him a wee cuddle, but you've also got to give him a boot up the backside as well. You know what I mean? That, that's the way it happens. You need to start performing. So who would and you boot need... up the the backside, and who would you cuddle? I suppose that was my question." Where are, are there some nuggets in there? I think there's good players in there, Paul. I'll be honest with you, and I, and I would be honest them mm. being straight. I think yeah. there's good players in there. They just need a bit of confidence, but also they need to take a bit more responsibility in my eyes. Um, so I, I've said it, and I've had plenty of arguments with my mates, with, with other Rangers fans, just in general, bump into them at the shops. I do believe there is good players there. I do. Um, it's just whether... The new manager can get a kick out of them, but listen to him yesterday doing his interview. I've got to be honest with you, I was impressed by him. I was impressed with him. You obviously watch it for his playing days. There was video footage of him being in a dressing room. He looks as if he's one of the ones who'll be demanding. And that's what you've got to be. He's got to demand for these players. And if they're not going to do it, well, I don't think they'll play in his team. He needs to find something, some other players. Have you come across him? Barry no, before not at all. He looks yeah. quite a big boy, doesn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's not yeah. that much older than you. I know he's five years or so ahead of you. Going to be a major, he's a big lad. No, five years, maybe six ahead. <laughs> uh, Paul, what are the positives then? Because you know, there's been weeks and weeks, months of negativity. What would you say to him then, if he was listening just now? Um, I see before I say that, Paul. If you don't mind, see if I do get a wee bit of time. Can I say something about Scotland as well? Paul? Well, 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 Paul, look, answer that one just now, and then we'll maybe come on. I, you know, I, you're not on your own podcast; it's on the Go Radio Football no, Show. No, so it's no. great to hear you, Paul. But yeah, so what would you say to him? Uh, identity. Just give us some sort of identity. Give mix it up. What the guy said. Mix up the style of play a wee bit. Don't just okay. do the same thing again and again. That's what I've seen for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, just mix it up and, and bring passion. Do you know what I mean? Bring a bit of passion to the shot. That, that's what I want to see. A bit of a, a bit, bit Barry played on his his his, his CD. Yeah. And and keep Stephen Davis. I definitely want to keep Stephen right. Davis somewhere in the background. Good Barry, because somebody is going to stay. Is it going to be him? Yeah, but I've seen it come out today. And I think yeah. yeah, I think it would be the the ideal choice. Devil's already there. Um, the, the only problem is he would need to obviously take a step back because he's obviously friendly with a lot of the players and it must have been hard for Devo they two games because obviously he was a teammate and then you become the manager you've got to make tough decisions but if they're going to go down that route listen I think they've got a certainly Devo wants to go down that coaching route he's already in there Paul so for me it's the, it would be the ideal choice to just keep Devo on the coaching staff and he'll bring that bit of identity. He obviously knows the club inside out, he knows the players, he knows their strength and strengths and weaknesses as well and I think that'll be a big help to the to the manager but bear in mind I've been speaking to the manager for 10 days so he's watched a hell of a lot of football over the 10 days so he'll understand where he needs to strengthen or where he needs to make better in that, in that Rangers team but listen, it's... I'm excited to see what he, what he brings because um, certainly I've, I was impressed with 
how we spoke yesterday. And Paul, keen to hear, how are you feeling about Scotland and the Euros? I'm delighted for my generation anyway. I mean, I'm 40, so I've missed out a few years, to be honest. But um, uh, absolutely excellent. But I just want to ask what you guys thought. I don't know if anyone's mentioned it, but see, obviously that disappointing goal we lost against, well, the disappointing call-off we got against with our goal. But I don't know if he's noticed it. I think the Spanish guy, I don't know who had his arms, basically two arms around the Scottish player when the, before the goal went in. And I thought, if anything, that would be a penalty. Unless I've, I've watched it wrong, I don't think you guys spotted that. I didn't, know. I didn't spot it to what I just said. I was watching whether it was offside or interfering with play. I mean, I thought overall the referee had an absolute shocker. Uh, the Dutch referee, very, very poor. We've seen it a lot in European games, Champions League, Europa League nights. Very, very poor. Uh, refereeing but thankfully we've got the job done it didn't cost us and we're there but far I, I do remember it happening in fact my missus said look at that guy's got these arms around uh, one of the Scotland players Barry do you remember that in the box There's, yeah there was a bit yeah, of grappling yeah. yeah but I've got to remember as well it is a contact sport sure. you, you, you do that when there's obviously a free kick or a, a corner kick but I said the other night and what up just what Mark said he had an absolute stinker the, the referee no doubt I don't know how you can Call for a foul, and then five minutes later, during um, when the game started, obviously up again, that you can go and say it, it was offside. Um, and VAR's starting to really annoy me. Big I heard time. you on Friday night. Yeah, I was it's, listening from London. Yeah, but it's yeah. becoming. I was all for bringing it in. Yep. But see, the more I see some of these um, errors that are getting made, um, yeah, ban it. And see if you're Scott McTominay, what about that strike? Nobody was going to save it anyway. It's one of the strikes of your life wouldn't it be Barry that... yeah because do you know what I mean I'll be honest with you Spain were dominant there's no doubt about it but I think as the game was going on they were starting to become a wee bit frustrated and that's what we were maybe looking for a set piece and once that goal went in if it had counted they weren't coming back for that Spain you reckon yeah, yeah they were gone they were gone and but Mark, listen it doesn't yeah. matter now of we're course. going to we're Germany through. so yeah. Yeah. Let's just get organised for going over to watch <laughs> the Scotia next summer. Paul, uh, the draw will get at the beginning of December, first couple of days. Paul, you'll be booking flights then? Oh, definitely. I've been looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I've got to have a chat with all half. She's maybe listening to me talk about this, so I've got to watch yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Good, but, Paul. Um, listen, yeah. thanks, thanks very much for your call. We appreciate 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! It's Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney and the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. You can join the conversation at Go Football Show or you can call us 0808 17 17 700. We're off to Germany. It is hard to believe. I don't ever remember us qualifying with two games to go. I'm not sure if it's ever happened. Mark, you're the no, historian. I so. No, I can't <laughs> remember it. Paul, also we qualified a, a few times in the 70s, 80s and yep. uh, the 90s. But no, but to have it with, with so much... I mean, you think of the last time under Steve Clark, it was down to the last penalty kick, you know, David Marshall saving from uh, from Mitrovic. Um, but no, to, to, to do it with two games to spare, it's a real credit. To, I mean, when you think about it, you know, to go and win five games out of five... You know, it's, I mean, England haven't even qualified yet. You know, it's absolutely um, incredible what what they've achieved, and, and including beating Spain at Hamden and beating Norway away from home. Absolutely, but England are still going to win it next summer. You know oh, that. Right, <laughs> right, right. The players the final. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Italy tomorrow, haven't they? But listen, do you know yeah. what? The Germans will be absolute buzzing with the Scottish fans going over there. 
because you know what they go over there they know how to behave yeah. they know how to enjoy themselves it'll be a brilliant brilliant atmosphere and and listen that, that I, I keep saying I know they get dominated for the vast majority of the game none of night but I was just looking at, at no stage did I ever feel much danger mm-hmm. is conceding I know they had that early chance the first minute but just that our set up we, we can play when we need to play but we just look absolute solid and this is players that I mean, for instance, Portis, I think Portis has been, yeah. been excellent since he's been brought in. A revelation. Yeah, he, he has. And then bear in mind, you lose Andy Robertson yeah. 20 minutes into the game. For me, probably Scotland's most important player. Kieran Tierney's no yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. Billy Gilmore, you could probably say that he should be in that starting midfield area. But you look at the midfield area and can you argue with McGregor, McGinn and McTominay? Um, so... We are we we're in a good place, and now the only thing I would looking at that that Scotland team. I don't know if you would agree, Mark. Is just that out and out goals that that guy. Yeah. You would think, right? Do you know what? I know he's going to score the day. Yeah. I mean, I think Dykes does brilliant for us. She Adams yeah. done a brilliant job, yeah. but they're just no out and out goal scorers for me. Yeah, no, but we are, and I think that's one thing. And again, that's where so much credit is due to Steve Clark because he has had that success without a, a, a yeah. number nine. When I mean, you think back to your day, you'd Faddy, you'd Kenny Miller. You'd Chris Boy, you know, you'd a good few. Then back before that, you'd Mo Johnson and Ali McCoy's, mm-hmm. and then even back Joe Jordan and Kenny Lewis. So to achieve what we've achieved um, is, is pretty special. But as we've discussed many times, there's a dearth of number nines, mm-hmm. a real dearth of number nines. I mean, Republic Ireland, we've got the young boy Ferguson coming yep. through, but, but yep. they'd never replaced Robbie Keane yeah, from right. seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's a gem out there, hopefully we, we, we can find them. But credit, as you said, to Dykes and, and Adams. We had to graft to get them. Remember, they mm-hmm. were the gimmies. I mean, yeah, they're, no, they're no natural born Scots, if you like, with the greatest respect. So we had to work really hard to entice them mm-hmm. into the set. And thank God they did because we wouldn't have had the success mm-hmm. we've had if Adams and mm-hmm. Dykes weren't a part of it. And the great thing as well, we're getting goals from, obviously not for the centre forwards as much yep. as we would like, but all over the team. The, mid- the midfield, I mean, John McGinn and Scott McTominay are bringing so much uh, to the to the team. But yeah, listen, we, we were in a good place and I said, me go over there. You've got to be confident in getting out, in that, out of the, the, the group because, um, as I said, the, the thoroughly deserving to do it with two games to go is a brilliant achievement. How were they last night, Mark? So they watched it over here before going to yeah. Lille today. So yeah. hopefully they could relax and it's now getting back down to it. Could we do without the game tomorrow? Are you okay with it? Playing France it's fine, in fine, Lille? Paul. Won't, won't yeah. do any harm. You know, it's a chance to go. You know, the Scotland fans are over there already. So it's a chance to go and have a bit of a celebration. Just, you know, let their hair down, you know, and, and obviously try and get a positive result. But France are uh, a right good side. Dan and Hickey and Andy Robertson are, are out the squad. But they were there for last night. They were all together. They enjoyed the moment. Like training session today, heading out to France and get the game done. And now it's just all about the, the preparation. I'm sure the SFA and Steve Clark will have had a, a base camp eh, marked out. So all that become a part. And, and the excitement, Paul, because you think the last time round, yeah, it was great, but it was during COVID times. They had to bathe themselves down in England for various reasons. No full crowds in the stadium, but this is proper. What they're mm. going to have in 18 months' time is absolutely proper. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be very, very soon. Can't wait. Excitement in the Ferguson household. I know there is every day, Barry, but Lewis could well be in the starting eleven tomorrow night because he, he's probably yeah, going to make just changes. over the last few games. Yeah. Just a bit disappointed. I'm being honest Aye. that he's not been given an opportunity. I'm not saying he should be starting. I, I just mentioned Billy Gilmer there, and then I mentioned the three started against Spain. And let's be honest, they are very good midfielders: yeah. Callum McGregor, John McGinn, and Scott McTominay. 
I just thought he would have had more game time. I know he came on in the friendly against England, but it was only for 10 minutes. But at the end of the day, Paul, we can only do what he can do and that's perform for Bologna. And he's certainly doing that. And I would, I would like to think he would start the game tomorrow night. Because I think if he's given the opportunity, he'll push the other guys who are... Are probably the you would probably say the certain starters um, in the, the Scotland midfield, but it's an area where it's filled with a lot of quality. I mean, you look at the three I mentioned. You look at Billy Gilmer. You look at Lewis. You look at uh, Armstrong. Yeah. I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah. Kenny McLean, who's done well for and Scotland yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a real strong area of the field. But look, if he's given the opportunity tomorrow, tomorrow, sorry, should I say? I like tomorrow. I think. Aye, tomorrow. Yeah. I think he'll. Um, I think he'll do himself proud. Max Johnson, big day for him. Ah, yeah, man, he's yeah been great, called terrific. Up. Good news. Yeah, 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 isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was Motherwell, obviously Alan's yeah. son. Yeah, brilliant. Anyway, we really, we really had a terrific season last season, and um, yeah, it's nice to see it's another young player mm-hmm. being integrated. Just get a wee look at the setup, you know, so he's no phased by anything, and just come in and get a wee feel for uh, what it's all about. And and on the point of Lewis and mm-hmm. um, and Kerry McLean's and Ryan Christie, the start. Uh, last week but again that just shows you the mentality of these guys now there's that mentality of football is very much a squad game it's 20 men when you're club level or international level but the fact that they still want to be there even if it is only for 10 minutes or maybe not at all um, in some cases so again it just shows you the real togetherness that's there and you've got to have that the connection on the park and the dressing room at the hotel and then that connection they've got with the Tartan Army and the players. And it's pretty special, Paul. It's the best it's been yeah. in a long, yeah. long time, the connection between the stands and the pitch. Aye, there's a real togetherness. Not just in the, the squad, but into the stands as well. And when you see when you've got that, um, that, that makes a big, big difference. And you know what I like as well? Guys will be disappointed. Look, every football player wants to start, wants to play in the starting 11. But one thing I notice about them, right up congratulating um, their teammates whether they've they've got on for 10 minutes or guys that are sitting on the bench that have not even played a part they're up celebrating and, and happy for their, their teammates but listen I, I think that's down to the manager he plays a big part in that and that's what he's created he's created a certain atmosphere there um, and listen a lot of people weren't sure was the right man for the job I tell you what what a job he's done is it going to be a problem to keep him, Mark, do you think? Or is he? Is this the job that he wants to do? Or yeah. is there a danger a club in England comes in and says, I want a bit of this, Steve Clark? They, they, they can ask the question. I don't think they'll get any joy. I, I, there's no way Steve Clark will walk out in Scotland. Um, now, Paul, even if it, you know, uh, he wouldn't be short of offers if, if he made it clear he was up for something different. But he won't be. He wants to be, and he will be in Germany um, in nine months' time. He's created something special with his nation. Um, and I think as well you'll probably see him I think it's 60, 61 Steve um, I think it suits him just now that's not to say he won't take a club job two or three years down the line but right now his family situation everything it really suits him he gets the best out of himself he's the best out of his staff and gets the best out of his players and uh, nothing will stop him being in uh, Germany next summer Yeah Scotland suits Stevie Clark yeah. and Stevie Clark suits Scotland I think it's just a real good a real good match and he's got a good coaching staff there and and also when you look at the squad take away the young ones this squad can go on even the guys at 27, 20 this can go on another 4, 6 years yeah. this squad and it's brilliant seeing obviously the young, younger ones coming through they're not so young now in terms of Lewis and uh, Hickey 
But then you look at obviously Max Johnson coming into the, the fray, Ben Doak. Um Amazing. done really well done a night against Hungary. I think they won three one at Fir Hill. Scored a, a penalty. Um he's only seventeen, so there's a lot of good young players just ready to, to make that breakthrough. But listen, they need to be they need to be right good players to break into the Scotland squad. Good time to call. Speak to Barry and Mark. 0808 17 17 700. Quite a few people on the socials that go football show saying, Barry, um, Philip Clement, he must really want to do this job because he had the chance to go to Saudi. Yeah, so that's Is that the it. case? So a £13 million deal over there? Well, he, he could go there and that's a made for, made for life. Mm. But that tells me that he's um, got a bit about him. Um, it's not about finances. He sees Rangers as a um, a big club a big challenge that's what it's going to be for him um, but that tells me he's got the character to, to take uh, upon the the challenge and uh, as I said Paul it's it's going to be interesting to see how he, how he approaches it what kind of style he brings to the club what's his starting a living going to be um, so yep, I'm sure the Rangers fans are, ex- are excited to see what he, he brings to the party First game is Saturday Rangers against Hibs of course football's back Premiership-wise, Kilmarnock against Livingston, Ross County, St Mirren, St Johnson, Motherwell and Aberdeen, Dundee. And Celtic, the big game away from home at Hearts because we haven't mentioned Celtic because they've been, they've been out of the news in the last 10 days. Probably happy to mm. be that way, Mark, after you know finishing uh, on a high. Brendan Rodgers. I, I saw today that um, Matt O'Reilly's been called up for Denmark. He had to sneak out of a hotel in Mallorca. Have you ever had to do that, guys? Uh, to join the, the Denmark squad. He was on oh, holiday. You sneaked out anyway. Good news from Matt O'Reilly, isn't it? Yeah, and well deserved. You know, he's had a terrific season at Morton Fee course as part of the, the Danish backroom staff. So Morton obviously keeps a close eye on the situation, his regular contact. Matt O'Reilly and with Brendan Rodgers no so credit to him he's worked very very hard he's been great for Celtic he'll be uh, coming on what two years now in January he's been at the club so yeah uh, a real big uh, uh, asset for them and the attention will be on the two managers Barry because inevitably you know you captained Rangers that's probably the closest thing to being manager but manager management's 24-7 isn't it there's no escaping you know you go for a coffee or whatever and everyone wants to know why did you pick so and so or well done or why you're not doing well yeah, this is one of the things Philip Clement will need to get used to. I'd imagine, certainly in Monaco, you could walk about and, and do whatever and go for a wee skinny latte somewhere. Yeah. Um, but certainly in Glasgow, if he's going to be staying in Glasgow, yeah. um, if he goes and thinks he's going to go and get a quiet coffee somewhere, he'll, he'll be in for a bit of a shock because, listen, the Rangers fans will be right up and want to know what's going to be happening. Where would you recommend for him around Paisley Road West? Is there anywhere he could pop in? Or? No, I no. could only tell you Lanarkshire's way. <laughs> all right, okay. I don't go to all the posh places <laughs> you go to. Or you'll be telling him to go to Loudoun. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it is going to be, it's a new era for Rangers, another it manager is. in town. And there's nervousness in the past. There is. A lot of people were saying they want someone who's got a connection to Rangers or know the Scottish mm. or the British way. Yeah, I, that, that's just, that, that's my concern always, Paul, when somebody comes in to, to Rangers or Celtic that's not from this part of the world that doesn't get the psyche the mentality because you can look at the CVs the CVs can be exceptional now you can, you, you can think of somebody off the top of my head Paul Le Guin a classic example outstanding with Leon very very sought after comes to Glasgow and just didn't get it just didn't get it um, yeah he was up against a, a strong Celtic team but it wasn't miles apart it was a strong strong Rangers team 
um, as well, which Barry was a part of. So that's always my concern. Just like I know we're laughing about it, but you do not get a minute to yourself. You know, was it Tommy Burns that used to say, one half of the, the the city thinks they, they, they own you yeah, and, and yeah. the other half you know can they stand whatever right. it may be yeah, yeah. so you know you get that um, and as long as he can get to grips with that now it might just be you know Ange Postacoglu managed it superbly well yeah. whatever way he went about his business he managed it well obviously he's winning games so that, that's helpful but I wonder if Alec Ray will be a part of it because Alec was Alec McLeish's number two in Belgium as well so it might be a wee connection um, with Alec and it could be somebody um, completely different but he's got to lean on that um, but the bottom line is Paul it's very very simple just win games of football and life is very easy going to take the break and then we're going on the lines 08 08 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs Let's go Thanks, Chris. Let's go on the lines. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and Sean is on the line, the man who predicted Rangers would win the title three years ago by 25 points. Sean, what are you predicting for the new manager, Philippe Clement? Well, I'm not going to say too, too early, but um, we must, he must win uh, probably the, the League Cup in December or November, yes. whatever the date is, and then Try and narrow the, uh, the gap in Celtic, get the points down till East Christmas, maybe win the first old firm and put a wee bit of pressure on Celtic and then the Scottish Cup will see how it goes in Europa League. You never know what happens with that, but aye. But I'm looking forward to it. Well done, Rangers appointing a, a good manager because I've looked at his Wikipedia, it looks all right, and well done, Scotland, for qualifying for the Euros. That's brilliant, isn't it? It's been a good 48 hours. It certainly has. There's not many managers who win uh, titles three years running. So he won it in 2019 with Genk and then Bruges the two the following years. Yeah, Barry, I mean, he won the Super Cup also yes. in, in Belgium. So he, he has got a track with, uh, record of uh, winning trophies. And look, is the Belgium league one of the strongest? No, it's no, but it's th- they've got some strong teams in the league. So he certainly knows um, how to set a team up and how to put a winning team on the on the pitch, um, he went to Monaco as we said, Paul. It was going really well until the the, the, the final season where they, they struggled a wee bit and they never made the Champions League. But I don't think you should look at that and put a dent on his his reputation. As I said, Paul, I, I could only go what I've looked at all all day yesterday. I was just looking into him and and obviously you get so much on the internet and in terms of him being in a dressing room and obviously players speaking about him. I read one of my ex-teammates, Thomas Buffel, yep. who is a really was a really intelligent football player and, and he knows the game and he spoke very, very highly of him. Um, but I, as I said, listen, it's okay speaking and winning at previous clubs. There's nothing like managing yeah. in the west of Scotland. He, he'll know, he'll never have as much pressure on him as he, he's had before in his manage, managerial career. But as I said, his interview yesterday very strong for him a real understanding what Rangers was all about and as I said I'm sure every single Rangers fan will get right behind him um, starting on Saturday against Hibs which will be a, a tough a tough game because mm-hmm. uh, Nick Montgomery's got a, a decent Hibs team there unbeaten aren't they Mark Barry Sean where do we compare along with the Belgian league I mean I know roughly Mark but what was your feeling about where their title stands up against the Scottish title, would there be similar qualities, or are they? Yeah, a bit... I mean, I, I think one thing we we have bigger crowds uh-huh. and we pay more money. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That said, you look at the players that have come out of Belgium. 
particularly in the past, you know, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. You know, they were tipped to win the World Cup, yeah. you know, eight, ten years ago, giving us a couple of hidings. Yeah, and, you know, you, you think of you know, your, your Hazards and your Lukaku's and your Courtois and um, Van, you know, so uh, they've had some special uh, players. But I, I think, you know, he will find, uh, Philippe Clermont will find our league more competitive. And again, we'll go back to the point that we just mentioned five minutes ago. With the greatest respect to Belgium, and Alec McLeish now they could give you first hand knowledge because you've been out there you can go for a coffee yeah. you don't win a game you know you'll you, you be fine we get a draw away from home that's okay yeah, yeah. back no problem uh-huh. that'll not happen here sure. not happen in this city uh, particularly just now because you know you think of the depth of the anger the Rangers fans the past couple of months Paul you know and, and Sean and all, it, it's been noticeable it's been palpable but they'll need to have a bit of calm from the stands mm-hmm. if this doesn't if he doesn't hit the ground running it, there needs to be calm if he does they win the cup you can't keep changing managers. You've got to allow them to go and build. So otherwise, what's the point in bringing them in? What's the point of going to the lens that you've gone to to go and entice them here? So if you believe in them, um, you've got to give them the time to go and show that your 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 judgment is correct. December the thirtieth is going to be massive. And Sean, you touched on it. The game with Celtic because for the previous manager Michael Beale, he couldn't win the biggest games against Celtic. I know. He won one game, but the league was over by then. That'll be massive. And I hear what you're saying, Barry and Mark. You've got to give him time if you believe he is the person. You can't keep changing managers yeah. every 10 months, Paul. It's impossible because obviously you bring a manager in on a high salary, mm-hmm. I would imagine, in a three-and-a-half-year contract. He's going to bring in some of his own staff who will be on um, decent salaries. Um, yeah, you, you do need a bit of patience, but... Listen, patience runs out pretty quick when you're not getting results on the football uh, field, so he'll need to hit the ground um, running. But as I said, I'm sure everybody will get behind him because a change was needed. It was co- it was becoming pretty toxic at Ibrox, and when the fans are like that, it's that's the end of the road. And they made the right decision. They've took their time. They've contacted several several people who know the game inside out and get their opinions on. What, they are, what Rangers were thinking of who, who they were going to be bringing in and now they've decided on Philip Clement um, and as I said he's got a he's, he's an experienced manager he's been yeah. managing for about 11 or 12 years Paul and, and if you look at the Belgium League there's Anderlecht, Ghent, Roy Antwerp, Club Bruges, Genk, Standard Liège, Mechelen Big I can go on there's, there's, there's decent yeah. teams but Mark's right they're no it's not like a Rangers or Celtic with 50,000 fans and they're on you 24-7 um, but he has he's managed at a decent level he's got a really good CV and hopefully we can see that Bern uh, Fruits come Saturday against Hibs Sean who do you think is going to come through for him then especially from the new signings um, to be honest I'm not too sure yet I'm not going to say names because mm-hmm. I don't know I just, but I think I think it will make a couple he says he's got to play attacking football mm-hmm. So um, that's why I think Rangers have been struggling for a while. So I want to see Titan football, try to keep a clean sheet. Hibs has got to be a hard game. Need it. So I've just gutted that Snow got to be on Sky TV. So hopefully Sky come out in the next couple of days saying I've got to take it because mm-hmm. I think that's bad news for uh, if it's not on the telly. Mm-hmm. It won't be, Sean. So uh, don't, don't be holding your breath yeah, for that. It's not happening. What about Rangers TV? Could Rangers TV not come in and take it? Because I know that clubs can... Yeah, I think I think it's an option. I don't know how much notice he needs to they need to give, but yeah, right. that that yeah. could be an option. Yeah, Sean, any idea where could you go for a good coffee? Uh, coffee, 
Uh, I don't know. I don't really. I just drink coffee in the house, and I go out. I go to the pub. So, right, so we'll tell him Sean and Gertham what makes a decent coffee. I've got two places. Yeah, I'll be allowed to call. Okay, Martin, he'll aroma. He'll, he'll love it. No, I'll call just can't beat it. Eh? Yeah, good places. Oh, of course there is. You're right. No, it's just in the context of remember Giovanni van Bronckhurst and Ange would go yeah. to. Uh, Eusebius so that that was all I was just thinking and Sean you love your Scotland as well I think and how good is this we're off to Germany Ah, it's got to be fantastic hopefully um, I'll get there and Mm -hmm. Goredel can get the the bus gone to Germany because I think that'd be a good thing yeah so it would are you allowed out the country (laughs) yeah I'm allowed out the country (laughs) great Sean (laughs) So what would you say to the manager before you go? We're going to the news soon. Honestly, what well, would you say to him? I would like I would like him to play attack football, what he says, yep. and just go out and play comfortable. And what, I, mean, I want to see a wee bit of skill. I, know. I don't want to just see running up. And, I want to see a wee bit of good passing. Obviously, you're no probably not going to get the tricks because let's be honest, it's Scottish football. But I want to see a wee bit of skill and yep. get, get, get one or two uh, the youth a chance as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be entertained. It's, it's, yeah, it's a hard definitely. it's a hard mix to, to get that balance of entertaining and winning but yeah you're right that's what I've got to try yeah. try um, and achieve and uh, on your point about the the next game against Celtic you know if if um, Philippe Clement can, can come away from Celtic Park given the circumstances 60,000 Celtic fans Celtic are the champions that they're, that they're more settled what Rangers are if Philippe Clement can come away with a point um, yep. from Celtic Park on December the 30th and if he's won a cup two weeks prior to that that would be a fantastic start to the, the first three months of his career I'm, I'm just looking to Saturday against yeah. Dibs yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the one he needs to get off to a flyer because I don't think it's going to be easy against Dibs yeah. I've seen Hibs since uh, Montgomery's come in he's got them playing in a a certain way with a bit of freedom Hibs play yeah. with a bit yeah. of freedom but listen Rangers are at home the place will be bouncing New ma- and I'd expect a new manager bounce as well and I would imagine look training should be should be a given it should be 100% every day but I would imagine since he's stepped foot into the training centre this morning the guys will be on their toes they'll know that the manager will be watching them and that's where I think he'll pick his he's starting 11 Paul because he'll be keeping an eye on them this week and who's impressing them um, to get into that starting 11 um, and getting that, that three points Sean and yeah. Thanks, yeah, so, I'll, thanks I'll, for calling. I'll go, yeah. I'll, I'll go, I'll go two now and see right. your question. Are you allowed out the country? Will Scotland allow me back in? Sean, <laughs> Sean, it would not be the same without you. Honestly, you should get the freedom of Garthamlock. <laughs> Cheers, Sean. Cheers, Sean. Thanks for calling. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. It's amazing the number of people I was in London at the weekend who listen to this program. Honestly, people are making the switch every night, one by one. We're getting there. Uh, for the Go Radio Football Good weekend, Show so Paul. thank you brilliant down yep. in London yep. mm-hmm. it was very very Three good yeah. yeah there was the odds uh, there mm-hmm. huge amount of money raised at a charity event I heard great things about the Chris Boyd charity a week past Friday yeah, this man organised yeah, it I know the us. number of people Duncan Spears from uh, Callum's Cabin was there Big Davy Forsyth uh, Stephen Reside so yeah, many met people Stephen yeah, yeah. it was great yeah Stephen the, yeah yeah and weekend I met a few people as well Henry Larson people like that were down in London I didn't meet him of course but uh, Barry Barry McKay 
tunes in now as well. He's made the switch. He used to tune in somewhere else at six, but maybe he still does at some points. But he works late. Barry, great to see you um, at making the switch here to the Go Radio Football Show. Yeah, about, uh, didn't you, Paul? Yeah. And here's Susie. <laughs> Su- Susie's been on here saying, tuned in on the way to Livingston. My boy Ollie, along with his friend Dylan, off for training at Livingston, yeah, buzzing for the show what and for doing? Scotland qualifying. I think there'll be, what, 10? 10, 11, 12 maybe? Oh, when yeah. can you sign? What, what age can you sign? You can sign just now. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is I'm it Livingston Football Club? I'm though? too old to sign. Oh, yeah. sorry for, for them. Yeah, there's a picture there of young Ollie signing last week, signing the forms Super. for the Livingston Brilliant. Academy. That's, that's the yep. days. What Brilliant. would you say to him, Barry Ferguson? What's your message to young Ollie listening Listen, in? Give everything you've got in every single training session, in every single game. Paul, it's, it's plain and simple. It's, it's um, That's all you can do. And um, if it works out for you, then great. And if it doesn't, then you can look back and at least you've gave it your all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an important age that as well because you know what happens. Oh, you get a wee bit older, you know what starts to happen. Sure. Start to get the girlfriends and yeah. and whatever, just concentrate on the football. Brilliant. Yeah, be dedicated. Dedicate yourself to your sport. Mm. You give yourself a much better chance. Susie's just text to say, "Wow, you've made his night." The Pro Youth Academy at, at Livingston. At Livingston. Yep, yeah, good, isn't that brilliant? Uh, yeah. And she did say that he knows the hard work starts now because yep. you get knocked down. I remember you were ready. You know, you get knocks. I, I, you I, I get knocks. Paul at fourteen and fifteen about my, my size, um, too small. Um, and you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. For a week or two, it really affected me. But then. Um, I just, I don't know what came over me. Obviously, the help with my, my dad and yeah. my brother, etc. But I just had that determination to go and prove people people wrong. Um, you are going to get knocks. It's part of life. It's how you react to them. And thankfully, I reacted in, in the, the, the right manner. Brilliant. Thank you. And thanks for that advice. News is next. And then we're back. Good time to call 0808 17 17 700. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! The nation is celebrating because Scotland is going to the Euros 2024 in Germany. You can call Barry Ferguson or Mark Guidi with me, Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. And Mark, you're one of the few who've been at a tournament, a major tournament in Germany. What's it like? Oh, it's brilliant, uh, Paul. World Cup in 2006 uh, was over there. A lot of the Scottish journalists, over, even though Scotland weren't a part of it. Um, and Walter Smith was the Scotland manager yeah. at the time and we had a couple of really great days with Walter. Well, I think we did Italy in our section for Euro 2008, which Barry was a part of, got to the... That uh, last game, um, and uh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was, uh, but the, the whole country, Paul's have said the, the infrastructure, the travel, the, the stadiums, um, j- just in general, it, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. You know what, what you would give to be in Steve Clark or, or one of those players' uh, shoes, but we'll, we'll be in the the kind of outside looking in, and hopefully we're there as well in some shape or form, uh, part of the whole. Um, uh, set up because it's uh, wonderful memories great to remember you and I were at France 98 yeah. t- together on Euro 96 uh, together great 
great memories, great times. It's something um, oh, you often, I would love to have been well, a fly you, in the wall there. You often talk <laughs> about uh, the great couple of days that you had with your sons uh, in Seville. Yep. Yeah. So see, going to sample, and I know you were there uh, when Oz was there in 2006 yep. in Germany as well, but coming to be a part of the Scotland set, and I've said that to Steve McGinn as well, going to be lucky that his brother's going to be a part of it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. It's we'll absolutely get some brilliant. from Stephen. Let's keep up with Stephen. Yep. Keep in. We must do. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I, I, I went over to, to watch one of Big Ozzy's games. Yeah. I went over to Saturday Sing. Um, yeah. There was a crowd. Is it? And do you know what? See, for the three days, I'll be honest with you, it was, it was a brilliant experience. Yeah. It was like a carnival atmosphere. Everybody was bouncing. Um, and it was just, uh, it was one of the ones where you're sitting there in the stand watching a big man play. And Australia had a right good team. The guys like Oz, Harry Kuehl, I mean, I mean the, the, the top, top players. You're just sitting there thinking, do you know what? It'd be amazing to, to play in a, a World Cup or a, a Euros. But that's, do you know what? This group of players, Paul, they, they thoroughly deserve it because um, they're a good team. We're a good team and we need to remember that. I, I sometimes think it's overlooked and yeah. who we're playing against. No, we're a good team. We've got good players playing at a right good level. We're going on the lines now. Just before it, here's Steve Clark speaking in France today. So, what happened last night? Did they watch it together? Me personally? Yeah. I never relax. <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, it was good. We Obviously, we, we all sat together, watched the game. Uh, the, the moment when you the final whistle goes and your qualification secured is, is obviously a good moment. Not quite the same as doing it in a game, in a game situation. But we, we relaxed. We, we had a good couple of hours together. Uh, the boys sang a few songs and they were, they were happy. So hopefully they recover before tomorrow. That's great. They were singing a few songs. And the manager about qualifying itself? Obviously feels good. It's been a good campaign till now. To win your first five games, you obviously put yourself in a very strong position. Uh, I, I said that the 15 points is what was going to qualify, not the fact that Spain beat Norway. Uh, obviously that finalised the, the qualification so really proud of my players delighted for the players uh, they've put a lot of work in over the last just over four years in my, my reign as head coach and it's it's fantastic for them to be at the, the second major finals after such a long barren spell for Scottish football Here's Gary on the line from Glasgow Good evening Gary Evening guys or should I say yeah. Guten Abend I think I'm, I'm yeah. brushing up on my German already Well done Merci bien <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, thank you, Shin. Well done. That's brilliant. Quite right, Barry. How's it going? <laughs> he's not. A, no, he's. he's no, he's you not even. This, you? You love it. <laughs> <laughs> that worries me when somebody laughs at their own jokes. You know, know that. Gary, <sighs> go on. Take me out of a hole, please. Rob will be back. Rob was great on Friday, right? I know. I know. He's been difficult. Barry's been. No, Gary. Wh what do you want to say? Uh, just obviously to touch on, you know, what a, what a great job Stevie Clark's yeah. done. You know, um, I said last night, should we start building a statue of an out for him? Um, I think it's, it's first, I, I think I'm right in saying it's first consecutive qualification since 92 and 96 uh, for the Euros. And, right. you know, we, we've waited so long to get to tournaments and now it feels like we've actually got a squad and a manager that, that can continuously get us there. I'm not getting ahead of myself because obviously the next the next step is obviously after the Euros is the World Cup mm -hmm. and, and trying to, to break that hoodoo. But, you know, just watching, I, I felt so bad for the guys in, in, uh, against Spain and Seville, you know, especially McTominay robbed of the goal of his life. Uh, you know, Hickey, 
and Portis for the for the second goal just absolutely were dead on their feet. I was actually shouting for subs after McTominay's goal was disallowed and arguing with my dad about you know he was saying don't change anything. I'm shouting no, we need to get get the subs on because Spain made four subs yeah. and uh, you know they just looked stronger and you knew the kind of goal was coming. Barry, did you think that as well? For what it's worth, I was thinking the same. Change the legs. Yeah, but, um, I, I was surprised that he never yeah. made a few changes earlier. But uh, again, going on about the, the defeats, I, I don't think it, it it worries these guys or it affects these guys when when they suffered defeat. We we spoke on Friday night about oh, do you think it's a good idea playing teams like France? I think it's a brilliant mm-hmm. idea because when you're going to major tournaments, you're coming up against the best, and it's a way to go and and obviously work on. Uh, different ways that you, you want to play. But in terms of the game and, and um the other night against against Spain, um I, I just thought we 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 got to a stage where we frustrated them. And if that goal, as I mentioned earlier on, Paul, if see if that goal had counted or we'd scored at that star run about that stage, they wouldn't have come back for that Spain. Um we had them because they were the they had plenty of possession, no doubt about it. They've got top players but I just feel that as a group of players go into games against the top teams no overconfidence I think they believe that they can get a result and that's a brilliant thing to have and we're looking to build now aren't we to get out of the group stages when we go into it Stevie Clark was asked about that today I'm not sure Germany is ready for 5 million Scottish people to turn up but it seems like that it seems like everybody you speak to says that they're going to be in Germany next summer I'm sure I'm sure it won't be 5 million but we'll certainly take a big crowd obviously we want to go there we want to be successful in the tournament what is success for Scotland is probably be, probably to be the the first Scottish national team to come out of a group stage at a major competition so that's something that we can aspire to in the future but Lots of steps to take before we get to that. That's the aim. That's the aim for them. That, that, this group will be quietly confident that they'll be speaking about it. And when I look at the, the, the team, I don't think we've got any superstars. But do you know what? We've got a, a group of players that, that as I, I've mentioned, Paul, have got very good ability at playing at a very high level. And if we keep everybody fit, hopefully come the summer, next summer, um, depending on who we we get in the group mm. I've got confidence that we could get out of it Not, normally Paul if you look at the, the history of it since the the 16 teams qualify out of 24 Euro 2016 and then you know 2021 one one out of three games will get you as long as you don't get a tanking in any other two three points and either a level goal difference or even a minus one depending on the circumstances mm. so if you win one game out of three you're 95% and, and see, some of these nations, see some of these nations or most of these nations wouldn't want to come up against Scotland no. yeah, yeah, yeah. they won't cause I'm saying at times we play good football but mm. we're really 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 well coached and set up there's, there's no doubt about it you can see that he's a top coach Steve Clark sure. I've, I've always said that you, you see the, the clubs that he's worked at for a start are big clubs you've seen the job he done at Kilmarnock and you've seen the difference in the, the four-year period he's been in charge of this national team, I think every single game you can see improvements. We've come up against the last two games, in my opinion, two top teams. But I don't think we're a million miles away as before the, the, these games I'd go in, I'd be, I'd be really worried. Look, the first 45 minutes, England did batter us. They, they were, they were un, unplayable. Second 45, we come into it. Yep. Spain had a few chances, had a lot of possession, but at no time did I feel real under, really under threat. 
Gary, can you sort yeah. out Harvey Barnes for us? Because you're a, a Newcastle yeah. is your English team. Um, and what do you think he would bring to this squad? I think he would definitely bring. I mean, obviously he's out injured until the new year, so yeah. that's not great. But obviously he could be fit definitely for next summer. Also, Tino Livermento, um is also eligible as well for Scotland. So uh, I'll see what I can do with him as well, because <laughs> uh, you never have enough defenders. But yeah, I just think with the Harvey Barnes one, I think listen, he's he's a quality player, and I think he could bring quality to the squad. Um, it set, it kind of worries me about Elliot Anderson situation in terms of how that kind of ended up I, I don't really know what went on in terms of he just, he just said they just didn't fancy it but obviously something's happened or something's been said but in terms of like just going forward I think I don't know what you guys think but obviously we scored 12 goals in the group I still think we're a bit light up top yeah. in terms of the Adams and Dyke situation I know it's not like a club situation where you can go out and buy a world class striker mm-hmm. you know you need to kind of see who's out there basically but I don't know who's who's out there that could come in and, and be that kind of quality striker that we've, that we've been missing Mark could we find somebody because of the three year rule now you know if you haven't played like Harvey Barnes had one cap for England are there mm. others out there who are strikers that might have a Scottish connection that could Paul, if, if, you, if, you, if you're a top number nine you get snapped up by the countries um, all day long though. You, you, you know you look at um you know, we mentioned Robbie Keane Republic. You know, David Tealy was a great goal scorer for Northern Ireland. They they don't have, you know, um, um, like Josh McGuinness has been probably Northern Ireland. You mm-hmm. think the success four or five years ago under um, Michael O'Neill. You look at Wales, Gareth Bale's their saviour. They they've not had like a top striker since John Hartson, mm-hmm. and then going back before yeah. that, um, obviously it was Rush and Matt Hughes and different people. They had to come by as we've discussed many times before, and I think it's quite. It's a shame, actually, because most clubs will just play with play with one nine. Now you know, they don't go with twin strikers, and when you're growing up, everybody wanted to be a, the, the goal scorer, didn't they? You don't get that now with the kids mm. as well. It's so it's totally changed. But look, if it, if it's Dykes and, and Adams and, and Shankland and Nesbitt, look, they're not going to be they're no kid on. None of them are world class, but they're honest players that get it. They get what it's about. They're no prima donnas. They're low maintenance and they'll give their absolute all for the years. If somebody emerges in the next nine months, it would be wonderful. But I can't see somebody like, like in terms of a, a, a proper number nine. They but, put a fair shift in the players that you've yeah, mentioned, but yeah. certainly the, the first two. Dykes, I, I think I think Dykes has been excellent. He's, he's come in. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I like his all-round game. I think he can hold the ball in, he can bring people into play. He's a physical presence up top. Defenders don't like playing against him. I think if you're going to play a lone striker, the number one striker at this moment in time for me would be Lyndon Dykes. And and I just love Scott McTominay and John McGinn running off him. Let the two yeah. go and get beyond them. Because um, they're obviously, they, they know what the back of the net is. And it's, I tell you what, having a goal scoring midfielder, Paul, certainly helps the team wait and go Gary stay with us here's a bit more it's just coming in from Steve Clark this afternoon um, about probably tomorrow and the upcoming preparations is he going to rotate the squad there's obviously some injury issues that, that I've got that will that will mean there's changes there are some normal changes that I make from game to game I, I, there'll be there'll be a number of changes uh, in, the, in the team tomorrow but the team that we put on the pitch will be determined to do well because everyone now has to show between now and the summer that they can be part of the squad to, to go to a championship. So I would expect a, 
a good showing for the Scottish team. And over the next few months, he was asked uh, about plans. First is to have a really good match tomorrow against a team that I believe is is, is probably the best in the world. Uh, the French team is is really strong, so we expect a tough game for that. We have two competitive games next month to finish the the group, and it would be nice to think that we could match the tally of Spain. That would be that's a, that's something to to aspire to. So we'll try and do that. After we'll wait on the draw. We'll see what the draw gives us in December. And then from there, we'll we'll start to plan for the summer. Gary, that's a good point, isn't it? Two games that we still want to win, you know, Georgia and Norway. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 incredible to think that we, us in Spain, could win seven games out of the qualifiers and not win the group. Obviously, you'd fancy Spain to go on and win the group with the games they've got left. But it shows how, what an incredible team we've been up against and and we've actually run very, very close to getting six points out of as well. But um, yeah, as I say, it's it's all about trying to win the next two games, I think. I'm hoping Norway's heads will have went down by the time we play them, obviously, and, and we can get a win there. But the important thing is we're there. Um, I've actually got a bit of a dilemma. Um, so basically, I've got a Scotland top. I was given a Scotland top, Scotland Euro 96 top. Uh-huh. It's got McCoist number nine on the back, but the McCoist has kind of like the the name has kind of worn away over the years. I was given it as a gift basically because the guy knows I'm a massive fan. Great. So I started wearing it, uh-huh. but the <laughs> the problem being is I'm very very superstitious, so I don't know whether to stick with it now mm-hmm. in terms of the way it is because the number nine's hanging off. And it's the old style numbering and lettering as well. So I don't, I've got the new top and I'm dying to wear it for the games. But honestly, like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into the Celtic pubs with my McCoy's jersey on, but uh, get lynched. But as I say, I just don't know whether to get it renamed and renumbered for the Euros or not. So maybe need to find super glue. Yeah, okay. there you are. Numbered back on. Get the super glue. Euro 96. <laughs> Remember the Coasties strike oh, against I was there. Switzerland. Remember the celebration? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, it was a fair goal. But do, do you know what? Just listening to Stevie Clark, no, yeah. I love it. He's, he's got small targets every yeah. time he speaks. Uh-huh. How many points can we get? The same points as Spain. Um, can we get out of the group when the, obviously the groups get announced in, in December? I, I like that. Um, I like that about him. And I just, I like listening to Steve Clark. We're going to take more calls. Thanks, Gary, for calling. Sorry we couldn't help you. Maybe call the seamstress or the seamstress. <laughs> What's happening there with the top? People get superstitious. Scotland top you got? I know exactly what he means. I've got the latest one just now. Hard to oh, believe. Yep, got yeah. it. I don't wear it. I, I can see you. I, I hate. I hate. Be, um, yeah. What's that? I right. Don't know. Okay. Try to think. He's on one tonight. No, no. I'm, ju- oh, I'm just thinking. Derek, have a think about it then, because we're going to go. Next week, 86, a yellow yeah. one. We beat shots. That night, because we thought we were going to qualify, didn't we, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Trump, you know, Euro 96. Aston Villa yeah. that night. Oh, you know, I remember. Scotland. Yeah, he's just saying Craig Brown, Alec Miller, Coisty's right. uh, celebration. And yeah, but still, listen, we, we still we knew it was the last game, so yeah. we still we, uh, we went out with a, we had a party. We had a great, I, I've just great got fun. a picture in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and it will remain there. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 Let's go! Playing against England was a tough test. Playing against Spain. When you play against teams, these teams are all in the top ten in the world. We want to get better. And I'm a believer that you have to get better, you have to challenge yourself against the best. 
It might mean like we did against England, we lost. It might mean like we did against Spain, we lost. But we were competitive in the games. And the more competitive you are against the better teams, then obviously I believe that as a team and as a group of players, you have to improve. So we will improve. We want to improve. We want to try and get a little bit better. Yep, Scotland on the way to Euro 2024. And on the line now, a famous Scotland fan who was on the bubbly, I think, last night. I saw a picture on social media. Stephen Reside is on. Stephen, good evening. How are you? Yeah, that was just a photographic effect. I was back in my bed for half a living last night. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, what, how was it actually? Where were you? And, uh, yeah, take us through that. Because it was tense, wasn't it, for a while? So, when I was in Dublin, uh, we'd be off Ireland. I went boys for Urban. So, I went all the way through to Urban last night to, oh. to go and watch the game with them. Just to kind of uh, keep keep that, um, keep in touch with them. And just before Germany, to make sure I've seen them before we go. So, um, no, I went through there just to get out of the house, but it was um, it was actually it was a nerve-wracking experience. It didn't feel like the, the Scottish way to qualify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was relaxed. That's one of the differences, not, Barry, yeah, I'm isn't it? I'm just a bit yeah. disappointed at half a yeah. I'm just getting warmed up at half a lemon. Certainly. No, no, Barry. Um, I've got my radio show on a Monday, so I had to be back. But um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I just thought, even I like even talk about Thursday night because yeah. although we qualified last night, I don't want to come on even turn negative. I still can't help but think about that goal and mm-hmm. the fact that if it would have counted, which it should have, then we've won the group. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And even conceding the second goal, I don't know if I'm being greedy, but if we don't concede that second goal, we we'd be finishing above Spain on on head to head. And but no, but always the the squad have done great. I've seen a few. Um, media outlets should I say posting that Scotland are through to Euro 2024 without kicking a ball listen we've racked up 15 points that's why we're there we beat Spain we beat Norway and then I hear Simon Jordan saying oh can you beat Jobs or Cyprus this is a guy who after England qualifies every time he's like oh we're going to win it we can win it so we we need to give the boys praise. We had Georgia who have got a wonder kid that plays for Napoli and Kavarit Scalia. We had Norway mm-hmm. who have Odegaard, Haaland in the ranks and then possibly one of the toughest if there is such a thing, top five teams in Cyprus that could have been a potential banana skin. Yeah. And we've qualified with two games to spare. Outstanding. Mark? Yeah, I, I agree with, with Stephen. Um, you know, had we won in, in Spain, we would have we would have topped the group, um, you know. So um, it was just uh, it was unfortunate. It was a referee in there. It was nothing to do with the with the performance. I thought they dug in. Yeah, Marata missed one or two chances, but over the piece we played well. You've got to defend um, for long spells um, when you go to places uh, such as Spain. It'll be the same tomorrow night. Albeit it's a friendly. You know, Steve Clark's just kind of half uh, preparing us for that. He's going to make a number of changes without giving too much away it sounds like the boys have had a couple of beers last night and rightly so they've celebrated an achievement which started seven months ago and they've got over the line with two games to spare but as Barry says you've said Stephen we're a good team we'll go to Germany with confidence regardless um, of who's in our pot like I say you, you potentially need to win one game um, out of three to get into the knockout stages so the signs are really good we've got really good players and you look at the improvement and our players, even in the past two years, even since the last Euros, look at McTominay, look at McGinn, look at Hickey, 
You know, you see all those guys have, have, have come on uh, a ton. So you think with another nine months uh, of top action under their belt, how good they'll be um, when we get to Germany in June. Barry, I know you agree there with Stephen though about the anger, about the refereeing the other night. And I know it's gone, but that was such a special goal. And we would have been at least still joint top if it had counted. Say it was 2-1 at the end. Although yeah, I it was just an absolute mess, Paul. Why is this allowed? Why are I, the I, I smaller nations penalised? I, I don't know. It was just an absolute mess. Um, as I said, of the, the goal stood. Um, we were at least coming away with a point. No doubt in my mind, we weren't going to get beat off off Spain. But I just think it's ignorance always towards Scotland in terms of a group. Look at that group. I thought that was a tough group. See when that came out, Spain. You know how good a yeah, team they sure. are. Norway, Norway are a good team as well. Georgia away, Cyprus away. Um, I know we've got two games to go um, still, but we've beat Norway away. Look at the end of the day, while I was watching the game, did Norway play better than us? Yes, they did. But we showed a different side to us. Never give in. Went to the death and got that, that winner for, for Kenny McLean. And then obviously the game at Hamden against Spain. Um, we deserve to win that, no doubt in my mind. Um, so we, we deserve to be in Germany. And it's a brilliant, brilliant achievement for that group of players and the management team. We're doing it for um, with two games, sorry to go. Stephen, your own team, you're looking forward to getting back to it at the weekend. You've got St. Johnson in Perth. Seems like a while, doesn't it, since you know the, the campaign folded, what, 10, 11 days ago? Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, uh, mainly because we're getting some forward options back um, closer to coming back to injury, Mika Bennett and John Obika, and no disrespect to St Johnston, but I'm looking at that game at the weekend thinking it's one that we need to win because we've lost four in the bounce, and it's alright saying we played brilliant and 75% in all the games, three out of the four, and should have got something, but whenever we need to now start putting points on the board. Um, the Livingston game, there wasn't much in it for me. Uh, the game the game turns on ascending off for Lennon Miller, which I think is a wee bit soft in my opinion, but the boys have been great for the majority of the season, so I'm just hoping they kick start again um, on Saturday in St Johnson. Mm-hmm. And actually, maybe it came at a good time for your club and Mark for Motherwell because just that run, and we know it was Rangers, it was Celtic. And yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of plaudits from from yeah. uh, from uh, Kettle Wales team, and, and and rightly so. Um, but you know, Stephen's spot on. They go and start winning games now. Um, you know, I know you're looking up the way Stephen and Motherwell have, have very much of their eyes fixed in the top six, but there's always that chance, you know that. A team like yourselves could get dragged into it and down at the bottom. So you put a real bit of distance between yourself and the bottom club, St. Johnson. If you can get that one and it shows that you can go to, oh, you've got to give St. Johnson respect, a difficult away venue and go and pick up three points. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Stephen, any view then? So another, a new manager in town. I just see him on Sky at the moment. Barry, we can see Philip Clement, one of his first big interviews. I know he did Rangers TV, didn't he, last yeah, night? Yeah, I've seen one of his yeah. quotes there. No one can put more pressure on me than myself. Um, Do you like that? Yeah, I like it, but there will be a huge amount of pressure yeah. on him uh, from the, the Rangers support because mm. they, they'll expect him to come in and hit the ground um, running as quickly as, as possible. But as I said, Paul, I've seen his interviews yesterday and first impressions is I'm impressed um, but listen, time will tell. It's what his team does on the green grass um, that, that matters most. Stephen, you were up against them just a few weeks ago. If you were speaking to him and giving an honest opinion, what would you say to him that he needs to do? 
I think he just needs to get the, the players thrown about energy and about a fight. But I'm sure he's going to come in with his own philosophy, mm-hmm. his own ideas. But I still think he needs a couple of windows, Paul, because I think that some of the recruitment at the end of this year, is, and I'm sure Barry or Green has not been good enough. Um, maybe if he might try to up front, Dessers might become a player, but he's definitely not suited to playing up front on his own. I think we've seen enough of him to, to, to give that um, judgment. But he needs to come in with his own ideas. I would almost write this season off in terms of the league, because I think the league's done. I don't think they're going to catch Celtic. I think seven points is too much. But what he does have to do He's got a League Cup semi-final coming up in November. He needs to win that because no disrespect to the teams left in the competition. If Rangers don't win the League Cup, it's a travesty for them. It's an absolute travesty if they don't win with the budget they've got. Mark, got. Mark yeah. that, w- that would make it tough for him and I know just now it's fine saying before the first game give him time it's yeah. a project well yeah. I don't say it's a project but if they lose in the League Cup which probably won't happen but that would be a real blow yeah I mean it'd, it'd be kind of unacceptable Paul to be honest he'd really put himself on the back foot and I know I'm, I'm almost contradicting myself because I'm saying you know give him time what I mean is by giving him time give him time to build a squad to beat Celtic over 38 games but what he has potentially in front of him with the League Cup, Stephen's right, you've got to deliver that. If you don't deliver that, you're really putting yourself under serious pressure um, and then you go to Parkhead two weeks later to, to play Celtic in front of 60,000 fans. So the, the League Cup's a realistic aim. I mean, that's one thing Michael Beale, that's about really the only positive that Michael Beale has left is that he's left Rangers in a Cup semi-final and it gives Philippe Clermont the chance to put silverware on the board early doors. It's a huge club, Barry, isn't it? It's unthinkable. Yeah. Not to win the League Cup. Okay. Has to win it. He's got to win it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not being disrespectful to Hearts, who they're playing in the semi-final. And obviously the other two teams in the the other semi-final, he has to bring that um, League Cup back to Ibrox on the 17th of December. And Stephen, before we move on, Max Johnson called up, so you know him well. What do you feel? Yeah. Oh, fantastic for the boys. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that he gets on and gets a chance for me even the second half against France, given that it's a friendly because he's somebody that I have real high hopes for in the future. Um going on with and I know we're strong at pullback with the likes of Hickey, Robertson, Patterson, um Patterson and Hickey both on the younger end of the scale. But Matty Johnson's every bit as good as the two of them. I'm telling you. He's he's fantastic and he's got some delivery on him. I'm just glad that he's been given the opportunity and I'm hoping to maybe see now where um, two qualifiers to go. I know we would quite like to win the group, but you're going to say Spain are going to beat Cyprus and Georgia if you think about it. I want to see in the next squad, get Ben Dokken. Mm-hmm. Get Ben Dokken and just see what he can do. Because what a wild card that would be to throw in going into next June. If we can get him and then they talk about Harvey Barnes, this squad's only getting stronger and stronger. And um, before the go, boys, I just want to say it was a pleasure to meet you at the Chris Boy Charity event. Likewise, Stephen. Yep. Lovely to meet you as well. Yep. It was a brilliant event there, uh, Stephen. No, it was class. And as I keep saying, uh, the last couple of times I'm on, great to raise £48,000 for that charity. No, fantastic. There's no wonder. No, yep. I, think, I think we can go to Germany with confidence, guys. I really do. And I, and I think this squad could be the first squad to get out of the group. There you go. And Stephen, you are going to go to G- Germany, aren't you? I mean, it's going to be already booked. Yeah. <laughs> already booked. Yeah, 
going to Frankfurt. I made that decision after we beat Cyprus because the last thing I wanted was to be priced up. That happened to me with the bill. So um, I'm, I was determined to make sure that definitely it wasn't going to happen for Germany. I cannot wait. I will Stephen I was based in Frankfurt in 2006 for the month and it's a brilliant city you'll love it what a time you're going to have good on you I can't wait great so I'll give you a full list yeah, here I'll just about the library oh, yeah. <laughs> churches <laughs> you'll know the places they go that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> wonderful city I think I'll be having a different holiday than for most people that go to Frankfurt <laughs> uh, yeah. what's the German for museums Mark you'll never know will we? <laughs> isn't that brilliant though Stephen's booked up already yeah, I, I love it, it. I love isn't that. it it's yeah. fantastic yeah Barry will be there because yeah, do you know be, what yeah. the prices will just go up and yeah. up and up and it becomes but I tell you what, I mean, fair play to some of the fans. I don't know where they find it from, but they, they make sure that they get there. But some of the pricing needs to be looked at at times, Paul. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is, isn't it? It's the fans who end up paying. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's poor. It it's, really is. But they'll be yep. there. The Tartan Army mm-hmm. over there, whether they've got tickets or whether they don't, they can still, you know, in the, in, in, in the fan zones and the squares and stuff like that. They'll have a great time of an absolute ball. Before you go, here's a wee bit from Stevie Clark speaking about the celebrations. Me personally, yeah. I never relax. <laughs> nah, nah, it was uh, it was good. We obviously we all sat together, watched the game. Uh, the the moment when you the final whistle goes and your qualification secured is is obviously a good moment. Not quite the same as doing it in a game in a game situation. But we we relaxed. We we had a good couple of hours together. Uh, the boys sang a few songs and they were they were happy. So. Hopefully they recover before tomorrow. What were the songs? The Flower of Scotland, Barry, would you give us a... <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> I'm sure the manager, uh, the manager Stevie Clark, would have allowed them to have a couple of shared bits. Because, mm. um, listen, it's a brilliant achievement. Mm. A brilliant achievement. And development of players, which he's done so well. It shows that they, they understand that they have to work hard. Obviously, the last time we qualified for a Euros, it was through the, the playoff system. Felt a little bit like sneaking in the back door. This time we can walk straight in the front door with our heads held high uh, and look forward, hopefully, to a, a good tournament next summer. But before that, we have to finish the group properly. We've got two competitive games next next month and we we want to finish on a high. I like that, Stephen. Heads held high. Yep. No, listen, I just can't wait for the game against Norway and um, Hamden because it's going to be bouncing for 90 minutes. But no, let's go and win the next two games. Why, why get rid of a habit? Let's keep winning. And if Spain swap up, make sure that we're ready to capitalise. Love it. Stephen Reside, thanks so much. Great to hear you tonight after the news that Scotland qualified. And he's absolutely right, Barry. It's not about the result last night. It was the, the 15 points so far out of the first five yeah, games. That, that annoys me. Or yeah. Never had to play in the qualified. Think about the five results before the, the Spain game. Um, a lot of people never fancied this ball but um, I was quietly confident um, albeit looking at the group there is two teams in there that, that certainly are I've got quality throughout their, their squad um, but we we thoroughly deserve to be there there's no doubt about it and we've earned it we've earned it and to do it two games to go I'm sure um, they'll, no took, they'll no take their foot off the gas they'll want to go and beat both Georgia and Norway the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, we will be with the former Scotland assistant manager, Peter Grant, and the former Scotland striker, Andy Walker. 
ahead of France against Scotland. Maybe the number one team in the world. And there's France there as well. No, France number one in the world up against Scotland tomorrow night. Uh, the qualifiers though, well, we've got two more to go, but we are through. That's the good news. So tomorrow night. And Barry, I heard what you said. It's good to play in England, to play a France uh, well, top well, team. We had um, a debate about it on Friday night and uh, Stephen and Rob weren't they too sure it was a good idea. I, I like the idea of playing top teams. I do. Listen, you might suffer a defeat, but I think you learn so much when you play against the, the top teams. And I think we're playing against England. They would have learned playing against Spain. I know it was in a qualifying game, but I think tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow night's game against France, who are probably the best team at this moment in time. And it will be a changed team, but I think you take so much. When, when I played against the top teams, yep, you, sometimes you suffered a, a defeat, but you learned so much off who you were playing against. You raise your game, don't you? In the long, you learn from it, Mark. Even if you can't raise your game on the night. But see, the point was, oh, yeah. they're going to, they're going to get a bit down. We we suffer the defeat. I don't think no. this group will. No. I don't think it, they'll be down after it. Of course, you don't. You never want to get beat. But I think once you wake up the next morning, yeah. um, right? You know what? Yeah. Who was I playing against? What did I learn? Yeah. Would they, next time I come up against a top team or a top player, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So I think it's a good thing. Remember you were up against Iniesta in the morning you're thinking how long is it to go in this game? I looked up and there was 78 minutes and we're 2-0 down and I thought to myself here we go oh no we finished 2-0 believe it or not because um, we, we we set up a certain way and we were just difficult to, to beat but again Paul in the defeats I always think you've got to try and take the positives out of it and learn for your mistakes and and there's been a lot of debate about it. People have been questioning why we're playing these teams. And uh, do you know what? Fair play. It'd be easy to go and play, a, say, a Gibraltar and go and beat them 5 0. What do you really learn? What, gonna learn? what do you learn out of that? Mark, where do you stand on that? No, I'm, I'm fine with it, Paul, because mentally the, the squad's in a good place. Mm -hmm. yeah. So even if we even if we to lose 3 0 tomorrow night, there's no crisis. There's a belief. Now there's a confidence. And let us say, there's a real connection between the stands uh, and the manager. And we'll still have a. I agree with Stephen. The Norway game on uh, November the the nineteenth, I think it is, the Sunday night at Hamden, final game in the section. Then we'll have the draw a couple of weeks later. That'll be a special night, you know. It'll be a party time. Fifty thousand Scotland fans there to to cheer Steve Clark and the boys on their on their qualification. So no one in a good place. Monday night. That means G A R. The Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Specialists in air conditioning service and maintenance requirements. So anything controversial in the rugby at the weekend? VAR-wise, Mark, I'm looking at you first. No, of course, uh, wasn't good news. Ireland going out, they were rated number one in the world, but they were beaten only just. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I thought the, the Ireland game against the All Blacks and then... Um, France. France, South Africa. Yeah. You know, what a game that was. Um, too... Two brilliant uh, rugby matches, Paul. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big rugby fan, but when it comes to those kind of uh, games and the, the 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 Six Nations, I love that. You caught that one well. Well yeah. done. Hey. Touchdown. Oh no, that's the other thing. It was on at the Tottenham Stadium yesterday. See the Ravens won yesterday, right? VAR. This time every week we talk about it, and we're still talking about Thursday night and that decision by the referee. Which could anyone really explain what happened? So initially they tell us it's for a foul. Yeah. And look, there's always jostling the box. Barry, looking at you first, did you think it, it was a foul? No. Was there no, any part of you thinking? No. no. So nothing. So what did you feel then? 
a bit of rage obviously five yeah. minutes into the game yeah. then the, the, the common they say it, it was originally then given off uh, for offside should I say and then you can't, it's hard to see in the angles marginally I would probably say he might have been offside but how can you say how can you disallow the goal and say it was for a foul and then five minutes or even ten minutes it could have been even ten minutes into the game they decide to, to change their mind it just makes a mockery of VAR if I'm being honest with you I was a big um, I was shouting for the hilltops to bring yeah. it in but the more I'm seeing it I, I'm, honestly I'm not having it anymore Mark the integrity of the game I mean you do wonder don't you how yeah. they can they're making it up as it, well it seems that way yeah I, mean, I think what I, we had a Describe the performance of the referee and, and the officials on Thursday night in Seville, Paul's that old-fashioned saying that the referee was a homer. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he just had, everything was going in Spain's favour. I mean, you think of the foul on John McGinn yeah. at the edge of the oh box. Oh my God. Uh, the different things. So when you look at that, I don't think we're getting anything off the referee. Nathan Pat- Patterson's yellow card is an absolute, it's a scandalous decision. For what reason? Barely a free kick, never mind um, a yellow card. He's only putting his arm yeah. in yeah. Nothing. So when, when you look at that, the referee's performance was a, a shocker if I flip it round and Spain had scored that goal against us I'd be looking for something it was offside yeah, yeah. whether it's a foul but because it's Scotland and it's a special goal you're, 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 you're looking but just give us a if you're going to disallow a goal you need to be clear why you're disallowing it and that's a problem for me they're not clear so if you flip it round on top of the ref being a homer would, Spain, would that Spain goal have been disallowed or would there have been so much controversy had Spain scored that goal no it would have been, need to have been clear why they were going to disallow it so again that's up to Yefa Paul to go and look at these things because we I mean we're, we criticise our own referees and, and they deserve it um, every now and again but when you look at performances like that um, when there's a, a place at a major um, championships yeah. um, on the line the, the Dutch referee it's absolutely not acceptable because you keep thinking those days have gone you know yeah. of the referee remember Martin and Neil saying wave yeah. you know that against Juventus wasn't it some crazy yeah, Hel- Helmut Krug the German yeah. referee yeah well, um, well so yeah that was a, that was a, an absolute shocker as well I think it was Amar- Amoruso Nicola Amoruso in the box but going back to Thursday yeah. it's not acceptable Paul but you know VAR um, it can't eradicate every mistake because a lot of it you know is still down to um, opinion um, however it's the human beings that are that are operating VAR they've got the technology in front of them and they need to make the best use of that and right now we are not getting the best out of her John McGinn was asked about it afterwards and he obviously has to be careful what he says um, you need to be very careful what you say I think everyone watching that game tonight from a Scotland point of view whether you were in, on the pitch whether you were in the stand whether you were in the dugout it just felt like just felt like we want to get the decision. 50-50, uh, 50-50 balls, uh, going for fair challenges, not getting them. So it made it extremely difficult against a, a world-class team to, to try and get in for the game. So I think the stats will show that they had a lot of the ball, a lot better chances, but um, you need a perfect performance here to win um, and everything to align. And um, tonight it was just never going to happen. We. That, that was it. The Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Specialists in air conditioning service and maintenance requirements. It's actually poor that you can't be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get in trouble. I mean, I, I, thought, I thought he was spot on there. I think Mark mentioned that every single 50 50, it was Spain's. It was going for, uh, going for Spain. 
Um, I thought the ref. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Like, you suffer. See, as a player, if you have a bad game, you don't play. You get took out of the team. Somebody replaces you. What happens with the referees? That, is that, is he going to get another? Weekend? Yeah, is yeah. he going to get another game? Um, yeah, it was a, it was a poor poor performance. Okay. Um, not I'm not just talking about the McTominay goal. I thought yeah. overall, yeah. throughout the game, yeah. the McGinn, the Mark mentioned the Nathan Patterson, the, the, the white boys went past him. He's it's a brush. Yeah, Nothing more than he's a brush. matched him for pace, and he's just put his arm out. Which it's like again, I go back to it as yeah. a contact sport. Yeah. And he's touched him. The guy's fell, and he's got a foul, and he's getting booked for it. Yeah. Would they have given a penalty for that for Scotland if it was in the box? Yeah. No, no. no, no, no chance. No chance. It was just it smacked, it smacked the way it used to be with the referees. When you, yeah. you think now what 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 we learned, sure. the way some of the games were refereed, the way back in the day with different officials, and that's what that smacked of. On Thursday night. Anyway, we're on our way to Germany. Steve Clark's yeah. arrived with the team in Seville. Just as well, the team have come with him, otherwise, it'd be tough. Him up against uh, France, along with his backroom team, they're there. And he's been talking, though, about next summer and the finals. Yeah, I'm not sure Germany is ready for five million Scottish people to turn up, but it seems like that. It seems that like everybody you speak to says that they're going to be in Germany next summer. I'm sure. I'm sure it won't be five million, but. We'll certainly take a big crowd. Obviously, we want to go there. We want to be successful in the tournament. What is success for Scotland is probably be, probably to be the the first Scottish national team to come out of a group stage at a major competition. So that's something that we can aspire to in the future. But lots of steps to take before we get to that. Certainly are. So back to domestic football this weekend. We've got the game tomorrow night. We'll talk about it just beforehand. But it's a friendly. And uh, a few people have been on saying, completely agree with you, Barry. We want to play against the best teams. Because what are you going to learn playing against you know, a minor nation? Um, this weekend, Aberdeen, Dundee, Kilmarnock against Livy, Ross County, St Mirren, St Johnson, Motherwell, Rangers, Hibs, and then on Sunday, Hearts against Celtic for Celtic the players will be coming back after international duty some of them will still be away and Rangers today obviously out at Ockenhowie so the manager would be there what's it like Barry going into a new club so you were at Rangers as a boy when you go to Blackburn Rovers or whatever a big club but nothing the size of Rangers but I guess for the manager must be important what people think and have that respect for a manager yeah, first impressions yeah. how he comes in how he leads how he, he stands in front of the group and um, how he commands. The, I mean, I, all the managers that, that I played under, it was like when you come in, he sat up, like a Walter yeah. Smith, a Dick Advocate, a McLeish, he sat up and were tuned right in and that's what he'll be wanting today and he'll be putting across his expectations and what he expects. And I would imagine training, like, guys will be on edge now. <coughs> and yeah. that's the way it should be every single training session. You should be an edge. Um, I'd, not for once in my career when I was certainly at Rangers and I was captain did I think I was guaranteed to play just because I had the armband. I had to go and show it in training. Honestly? Yep, 100%. Yeah, because I looked at the quality that was beside me. I looked at the quality I'm talking about in games that was in the bench and even in the stands at times. So I knew if I wasn't on it. I mean, you can't play brilliant every game, Paul, but one thing is You've got to give it everything you've got. So this this Rangers squad need to start impressing the, the new manager quickly. And as I said, I'm looking forward to Saturday at three o'clock to see what his his first start eleven is going to be. What was Sunis like when he was your manager when you went to Blackburn? He was straight. Yeah. I just preferred people who were straight. He was straight. And I like straightness. Yep. Yeah. 
better manager than you first thought. Yeah. It's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, you played I, under I, some amazing... Just, listen, yeah. if you don't play well, you get told. Yeah. It's mm. not good enough. I expect better. And if yeah. I'm not going to get better, mm. you're not going to play. And I'm just thinking quite a few people have been on saying they were touched by the mention earlier on of the funeral of Lady Cathy Ferguson, Sir Alex's wife. And a lot of people are watching the Netflix documentary just now. So, you know, David, David Beckham at the heart it, of that. Yeah. And there he is, you see him outside St Andrew's Cathedral there today, standing. Yeah. Isn't it brilliant? He's there, Gary Neville's there, Giggs yeah. is there, Bruce, yeah, so get, many get people. And the Scottish contingent as well. Yep. You know, It's we're so well respected. Yeah. And, and, and all these guys, Paul, particularly, that end up getting into... Management, you don't survive in management unless you have uh, a good partner beside you. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, the hours and the understanding you've got to win and, and bringing up a family on your own, etc., etc. So you've got to go and have that. And clearly, Lady Cathy gave Alex every ounce of support and encouragement to go on and uh, achieve uh, what he did. And then he must be so grateful because he, when he retired 10 years ago in yeah. the summer of 2013, he said it was to spend more time with his wife so they had a good. 10 years together and they obviously must have savoured and cherished every moment of that. And you were there that night when he came September 10 years ago, um, just after he'd retired and we did a night at 29. Yeah, with James. I was lucky to do it along with Jim White. And he did say that. He said, Cathy said it was time now to step back a bit, but he's such a massive figure at Man United. But Barry, it must be, you know, for football managers you did it for a few years there and that's I would see it in the studio here your phone would never stop no, no matter what level yeah. Paul if it's yeah. part time or, or full time it's 24-7 you're on the, the phone non-stop um, and Mark's right you, you need a a good partner that understands the situation you're in because you could be away from what 6 in the morning certainly in a full time environment 6 in the morning to maybe 12 at night because after training there may be a game that you would have to go and, and watch so yep uh, a lot of people don't understand the amount of work and dedication that goes into being a, a manager and certainly Alex Ferguson Alex Ferguson he was one of the best if not the best and, uh, he was brilliant I know it was only wee clips of him in the David Beckham uh, documentary uh-huh. Netflix but Sir Alex, Sir Alex was 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 brilliant. I loved it was a great the, the way they filmed it the editorial brilliant it just goes to, to David Beckham and obviously whenever he's, 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 he's bit of stardom he's come this yeah. year he's like nah I, I don't think it changed me and then the very next clip was like, oh he changed <laughs> <laughs> it was a great just a great two seconds you know it was brilliant but i tell you one thing the respect yeah. that David Beckham had for Sir Alex shone through that, that the, the whole episode yeah. so yeah brilliant just think that the honesty that you like if you're straight just say it and Sir Alex nah it did change him it changed the boy yeah. Yeah. sure did I, 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 yeah. I, I like people like that Paul I think it's the, the best way to be and certainly I think that the best managers I played under were, were straight you get told great whether it was good enough or, or it wasn't good enough and I preferred that because you yeah. knew where you stood so you had to do something about it if you knew you were in a bit of trouble because you're thinking to yourself I might not play here so I need to go and do something about it you two were in great form tonight, actually. So that was... Oh, thank you. Thanks very much. Uh, tomorrow night, you're a hard act to beat this. It's going to be Peter Grant oh, and Andy Walker. He'll be back soon. It was great. Thank you, Barry. How's the... After the op? How are you getting on? Yeah, no, it's good. Yep. It was successful. Just... Um, you're used to getting about. It's a bit difficult just now. But listen, I'll be back. It's, I can't even talk, right? Yeah. I'll be back fit for selection in about six weeks <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much news is next we're Cheers, back Paul. tomorrow night Cheers, at Paul. five 
The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.